We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I'm here today with Mike Miller. Um, you know, this is the Young Person Basketball Podcast. Um, with Mike, people on it. <laughs> I'm great, man. I'm really good. How about yourself? Oh, you just gonna jump right into it. All right. All right. What you been up to these days since you've been in the NBA? You played 17 years, two championships. What you been up to? I'm re- I'm representing some kids in the NBA, some young players. Um, obviously, one of them being you. Yeah. Uh, so started the own my own agency, Lift Sports Management. Um, just exciting times for me. It's been a lot of fun so far. Learning experience for sure. Right. Before you did lift, uh, you were coaching at University of Memphis. What was that transition going from player to coach and then now coach to agent? It was different. I mean, obviously, as a player, you control a lot. Right. Um, you control your work. You control the outcomes. Um, as a coach, you're leaving it up to young kids to, to yeah. determine that. But um, it was a grind, but it was fun. You know, I've always... In my in my life, when I got to where I was as a professional basketball player, was always trying to help and guide young people and young kids. And so, getting that coaching was an easy, was an easy transition that way. The basketball side of it was a little bit more difficult, right? Um, but that's why the transition from that to the agency was the same. It's, it was ultimately the same deal, right? Like you're helping young kids, uh, you know, hopefully guiding them in the right directions. Some of the mistakes you made, some of the things you did right, you yep. hopefully you can uh, push these guys in the right directions. And so far, it's been a lot of fun. Yep, and then what would you say, like, your takeaways from the 17 years in the NBA was? Like, your biggest takeaway, whether it was, like, a lesson or something you wanted to give to, like, the kids you worked with? I think the biggest lesson is the highs and lows. Like, it's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. Right. right? Like, I, I think, you know, <laughs> when you're going through it, and for all young kids who, you know, everyone always talks about sacrifice and understanding sacrifices, but it's 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 a lot easier to sacrifice you know what the outcome is. Unfortunately, we never know what the outcome is, so... Um, it's never as good as it seems, never as bad as it seems. I think sat with me really, really well because in the heat of it with 82-game seasons, obviously you've been through it now. Yeah. Um, you play great one game, you think you're on top of the world and life is mm-hmm. great. You yeah. play a couple bad games, you're like, oh, my goodness, it's terrible. So just understanding that part of it and, and, and sticking to your routines and, and, and knowing who you are and, and the grind you do is will get you through everything. Yeah. So I wouldn't even be a, a host if I didn't ask this question. Uh-oh. Play with a lot of great players. But obviously, you play with LeBron James. Yep. How was that? Like, for people who just like are watching on the outside looking in, I've even played against LeBron, but don't know what it is like playing yeah. with him. Um, it's um, playing with him is it's it's an unbelievable experience. I mean, he's first of all he's he's as good as a teammate as he is about as a player, and uh, he lifts everybody in that locker room. So like 
you know, having that opportunity to play with him, most importantly, put me, it was able to put me on a stage that I always wanted to be on, right? When I went through free agency and it was other teams and then when LeBron called in, in Miami with what they had, uh, it made the decision easy. I was offered more money to go other places, but my entire life, and you, I'm sure you've done it too as a young kid, is you wanted to see how you'd react on that stage. Yep. And for me, I'd had a lot of individual success, um, but didn't have the team success that I wanted. And uh, I wanted to see if I'd puke on the big stage or if I'd make shots. Right. And so, you know, every every kid on the playground or when they're in the gym is thinking about playing on that stage in the NBA Finals. And, and he allowed me to to live that out along with D. Wade and Chris Bosh and Ray Allen and UD. So just an unbelievable experience. But ultimate dude, man, he's he's the best. Yeah, you just named it. D. Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray. How did those competitive practices go? Like, was it just OD. full out brawl, <laughs> competitive? Yeah, the practices were the best. You yeah. know, like, like we we really got after it. That's where I learned through through all of it when the difference between culture driven organizations and practices and your star players driving that. You know, right. we've, I've had unbelievable coaches, and while well, not only in high school but in college and the NBA. But there's something to be said about your best player driving, you know, your best players driving practice. Right. And and for guys like us that were going through it, we had a professional team, no doubt. But you know, you see those guys strap up and and get after it yeah. and talking that and, and playing and, and competing, it just drives the practice. And and a coach can only do so much. So right. you're you're driven by your best player, especially in the NBA. Yeah. So I know like when y'all were on the road, it was just probably OD. Just <laughs> every every stadium y'all went to yeah. was packed out. What was what was the team playing like? Did you like choose your seat on the team plane? Did Bron have his own seat? Were y'all all together chilling? Like, how was it? No, like everyone was together. That was what yeah. made our team special. Like, Bron, Bron was just one of the dudes. That's yeah, what I'm right. telling you. That's what makes him. That's why his team is why people want to play. Like, people take less money to play. Obviously, you take less money to play because you're betting on yourself and you want to win championships. But he's one of them dudes. Like, you want to you want to be on a team with and and it and it trickled down and that's the Heat culture anyways, right? right. Like, there's you know, it's going to be this way. Yeah. And, but he was one of those guys anyways, who I fit in and he learned just as much as we all learned. And that's why he was able to carry championships from there to Cleveland, from the, from Cleveland to LA, like learning that it's, it's, it's one thing to get there. It's another thing to win it. It's the hardest yep. thing you'll ever do. So, you know, it, our team was just cool. Like we were all, we're all at the same stage where everyone was all in, like our chips were on the table and yep. we were all in and we were either going to do it together. or we We're going to fail together. One yep. of them was going to happen. What do you think your, first example of a business in the NBA, like from being young in the NBA and then like you were like, dang, this is a business. Traded on my birthday. You got traded on your birthday? <laughs> traded on my birthday. Oh, I ain't um, never knew from, that. Your, from Orlando. From Orlando, they yeah. traded you on your birthday? Yeah. yeah, I was sitting at birthday dinner. It was me and T-Mac. Uh, Udonis Haslam oh. was in town. We're breaking bread, about to have a nice dessert. And my phone rang. And uh, I said, I just got traded. And Mac looked at me and said, no, you didn't. I, just, I talked to him earlier, and so I got straight. I picked up the phone, and it was it. But you know what you what you fail to realize when you're 20, 21 years old yeah. is that it's all about the business part of it, and right. you don't you don't hold regrets to it because what you got to do is sometimes you have to get uncomfortable. Right. And when I got traded, it was uncomfortable. It really was. Like yeah. you're like, oh snap, what am I going to do now? Right. And you go to Memphis. It's a new team. It's the middle of the season. You know, it's, it's oh, February. It's yeah, oh. it's February trade deadline. And yeah. you go there and you grind. You you make the most of it. Yeah. But it it really helped me. And I loved playing in Orlando. I didn't ever want to leave there. Right. And I was you know it was right down the road from Gainesville where I went to school. And and T Mac was my dude. And Grant Hill I learned a ton from. Monty Williams was down there. 
Um, and but when I got that, what it did for me was it, it it put me in an uncomfortable spot where my back was against the wall a little bit as far as questioning yourself even a little bit. Why am I getting traded? Yeah. Um, but it made sense to them at the time, and it made sense to Memphis at the time. So when you really look back at it, you're not supposed to know it at 21, 22. But at 42, I'm like, yo, they did magic the right thing. The right you know? thing, yeah. So, so it's like it's, it's one of those things where you, you, know, you just learn a lot about the business early, and the more you can understand it and have self-awareness, the yep. easier your whole career will be. So obviously you live in Memphis now. Yeah. Since you got traded then, is that just always somewhere you just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to end up living here after I'm done playing? Yeah, I, you never know that when you're going into it, but, like, I lived a majority of my adult life in Memphis. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when you grow up. How long did you play there for? I played there a total of almost 10 seasons. Oh, okay, yeah. But, but like, so, you know, 1 through 18, you're growing up in high school. You go to college for two years, right? At least I did. You didn't. <laughs> go to college for two years, and then you go and for 17 seasons, you know, three quarters of it's in one city, and at the ages of 22 to 31 ish, yeah, that's where you grow your relationships in the city, and and they love hoop, man. Like that city loves hoop, and it just was it was me. It's kind of you know, hard work, grinded out. That's yep. the city. That's me, and it just fit. Who was some of your favorite teammates on on like Grizzlies teams that you were playing on? All across the board, man. I had awesome ones. Um, you know, Shane Batty was was great. Jay Will was the uh, best. Yeah. Posey, Bonzi. Um, you know, I played with both Gasols. Zebo was freaking oh, yeah. great. Mike Conley. I've seen a ton of rookies come through. Yeah. When you get when you're old, like yeah. me, you, you have a lot of rookies, man. Mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry was a rookie for me. Mike Conley was a rookie for me. Rudy Gay was a rookie for me. Kyle Lowry played with Yeah. Memphis. And I'm saying for me, for those teams. For the but the team, yeah. But I was, I was kind of starting becoming the old head there and, and to kind of guide them. And then, again, like I said, that that guidance and the way I did those things is exactly right. why I got into college coaching and is why I got in the agency. It's like help groom these dudes, like not tell them what to do, yeah. but show them, man, I screwed up doing that. Right. I did really good with that. If you stick right here, you'll have a great career. Right. Speaking of Memphis, um, Kobe incident. He got suspended for a game or was it a game or two for the Couple elbow? Them, yeah. Yeah. How, how did that go? Did you and Kobe have any bad blood after that or was it? No, nah, Kobe, 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 God rest his soul, loved this. I mean, he was, he was like, um, he was everything I liked. You know, I mean, he was, he was all about ball. And so uh, me and him were actually cool. And, and at the time, I drove baseline. I think it was Sasha, one of the dudes from the Lakers followed me. And my arm slung back and hit him in the eye. Yeah. And it split his split his stitches open, and he was hot. Like he was, he all was kinds hot. Of, he was all kinds of hot. He was <laughs> talking about how's the defeat throw line. He's like, man, I'm gonna get your ass back, blah blah. Um, and I, and I was just like, yo, like my bad dog. Like yeah, I, you know what I mean? Like you mean to do it? Yeah. Like it's not on me, but I'm cool with that. Yeah, it is what it is. It is. But he's a man of his word. Right. First play he got back after getting stitched up. I drove through a no look pass. He about took my esophagus out. It hurt more than anything I've ever gone through because it was right there on the Adam. Like it was, it hurt. It hurt. And I had to bounce up though because I had to act like I was a little bit tough. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to get suspended. I got it. Like it's that's part of the game. Yeah. Um, when the NBA called me on, I was like, yo, it was cool. Like right. we dapped up. Yeah. It is what it Smooth. is. And, you know, I played USA basketball with him. When I was a free agent, I was getting ready to go to Miami. He was one of the first ones to call me to go to LA. Like yeah. that's my dude. He he's about the right things, man. He was a grinder and we all miss him, obviously. Yeah, no. My esophagus just doesn't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, so now we got to go into the probably one of the most memorable final shots of all time. Yeah. The one shoe shot. Yeah. What was going through your mind? First of all, when your shoe came off. Yeah. And were your shoes not tied tight enough? Like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> no, um, I don't know who it was for San Antonio. Did, like, a jump hook, and I went to go rebound it. And he stepped on the back of my shoe. My shoe came off. You were and rebounding I, pretty good that game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, You're a student of the game, you coach. Boards. You got yeah. <laughs> um, But, uh, you know, I went to go untie it, and it was knotted up. Right. And, and Brown was already pushing the ball up the court. So I was like, okay, I got to follow in. And at that point in my career with my health and where I was at, like, with a shoe on or shoe off, the only thing I wanted to do was shoot anyways, <laughs> I'll right. be honest. Yeah. So, like, when my shoe came off, uh, I think it was Patty Mill. Uh, one of the guys would guard me. He ran away from me, and Brown Pat, I had no options. Yeah, like, yeah, no options. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to shoot it no matter what. That's what shooters do. Yeah. And he throw me two basketballs at a time, I'll shoot both of them. Right. So, I had no shoe on. It is what it is. I let it fly, and made it. Yeah, that was a, that was a crazy moment. finals. Would you say yeah. that's one of the, the craziest atmospheres, that finals? You know what? All of them were. Of you them. know, um, the first one um, was wild because it's the first time you're there. Uh, it was Dallas. And, oh, yeah. you know, they had we had them beat. Um, but, you know, they came back and got us. Yeah. And so, you know, we get, win game one by a large margin. Game two, we're up 13 or 17 with not very much time to play. They come back. They, they make a big-time comeback. We win game three, but then they win four, five, and six. But you learn from it. Yeah. But finals are just like that. Like, it's just, you know, 80 million people are watching you play. It's every, every possession, every loose ball, everything. Then you go OKC. They had a that young gangster squad. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. Grant, and then Russ. Every finals, every game you play against Pop and San Antonio with that team was was wild because yeah. it's like they're always throwing you curveballs. Yeah. And so it's just unbelievable platform to be on, man. Right. Blessed. With uh, in 2006, you won Sixth Man of the Year. Where would you rank yourself among top six man of the year ever? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I think it was kind of cheating because I played a lot of minutes. Right. Yeah. So how did this? How did that work? How many minutes did you play as a six man? Man, I was playing starter minutes. Yeah. But literally, like all six men, they're basically starters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're playing huge roles in the team. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I sacrificed to come off that bench, but. It was, it was, it's, it's great to have it. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, man, like those things don't define you at all. Is, is it cool? Like, yeah, six man of the year. Yeah. I just know I, the biggest thing I take away from being six man of the year is that I played my role and I started my role. And that's when you get, when you get done with your career, not necessarily when you're in it, you don't realize it, 
But starring your role in this league will get you paid a lot of money, and it's the best thing you can possibly do for yourself and your career. Right. So these are questions I ask everybody to come on here. Mm. What was your first impression of me when you met me? What did you think? You met me a long time ago. Yeah, now. I mean, it's hard because I met you at 14, 15 years yeah. old, man. So, like, uber talented, like, ooze personality and talent. Um, but, like, to me, he's always been a dude that's just genuine in family and, and, and gets it. You know what I mean? That's why I recruited you at Memphis when I was there, and yeah. you said no to me. It broke my heart. That's crazy. And <laughs> that's why I came back and tried to get you a lift. Now I'm here. You know what I mean? Now we're family now again. Now we're family again. Yeah. Uh, do you have any bad rookie hazing or any rookie hazing that you've seen? Yeah, I got to say no names, but no, anything I mean, you ever seen? I, I've never seen anything. Oh, yes, I have. Um, <laughs> I've seen in Washington, we're watching film, and, uh, and during the film session, two big tires came rolling through the film session. It was, oh, it was, I think it was JaVel McGee's or Nick Young. They put his tires, they put them on bricks. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Oh, no. And we're watching film and they roll right across. Oh, that's I, said, I said, man, whose tires are those? And, and you can see whose it was because their faces went white. <laughs> you did it? No, I didn't do you it. You didn't do it? No, I stayed in my lane, man. I, I, was, I was lucky, man, because my veterans never hazed me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was just, I was, um, you know, really fit, just fit in. And then I had older, I had old heads. G Hill was an old head. Uh, Monty Williams, um, Patrick Ewing, Sean Kemp. Like I had, I had like OG vets. Yeah. And, and it was the best thing for me though, because I saw what professionalism looked like at a young age. Right. And the younger the game goes um, for these guys that are coming in now, that's why the people that hang out and the guidance they get is so important. I was, I was so fortunate to be a part of a locker room like that right. to where winning mattered to them. Um, you know, it wasn't about where they're going in their careers, about helping and lifting up others. And it was just an, a blessing for me because you get in young locker rooms, man, everyone has their own, their own path they're trying to create and it can be difficult from time to time. Nah, facts. Uh, what do you think the best and, and least favorite city to travel to was? I mean, best city to play in probably is New York, the Garden. Yeah. Um, maybe Boston. They're just... The reason I like them is because they're they're they they're educated fan like they're bases. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they get it. They get it for sure. And they're gonna kill you yeah, now for sure. For but, sure. But like that's part of the game. Like yeah. I'll be honest. I enjoyed road games more than I enjoyed home games sometimes. Oh yeah. For the most part. And you know, like all fan bases are are getting like that now because the game's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But right. those places were fun to play in for sure because of the mystique and the yeah. and the tradition and all that stuff. Trash talkers. Were you a trash talker? No. You ain't talk trash? Not really. I feel like you said a little bit of something. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I I held my own. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to back down, but I didn't I didn't start. I mean, it's you know, like I learned early, man. Like I had uh Doc Rivers as my coach, and again, just helped me so much. Like, first time I made a three um as a rookie or a big moment three, and I did something, uh, you know, two OG coaches on both sides like came up to me and said, yo. Have you done this shit before? Right. And I was like, yeah. He said, they act like it. They act like it. Something else. But yeah. it was like, yeah, you know what? And that kind of stuck with me. And it's, but I don't, I don't mind. I think it's, I think it's good for the game. Yeah. I think it's fun. It's competitive. But there's a lot of stuff gets talked out there now. Who's, who's, who's the, the best trash talker you think you've seen or played against or with? I mean, Kobe was a lead at it. Yeah. Kobe was a lead at it. Gary Payton was a lead at it. They just start from the jump. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, for no reason. For no reason. Yeah, just and, you know, nothing you had to. Yeah, to, they go, to they go, sun, they go, sun you from the beginning. Oh, They're gonna try to. Crazy. But it's, as, I'll be honest, those guys are fun to play against, man. Like, 
It just the level of the game goes, especially if you're game 36 right. on the road on four and five nights back to back. Like you're looking for things you're to level the game to, up. To, to, to yeah, level the game up. And it's those guys did that, man. They brought all kind Brian, of I, I don't really Brian, Brian don't talk much. Like he don't need to. I mean, I'm gonna yeah, have 30, gonna I'm gonna have 30, 16, and nine. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do about it? Like, what are we talking about? He don't even need to. No. What was the craziest? I wanna say, like, how do I say like crowd reaction or anything crazy that happened in any game you played as far as like big shot for you or game winner like what's the most memorable crowd reaction you think you had the most memorable crowd reaction for me was when um Bron dunked on Jay Terry Jet oh was that in, Boston? in Boston it was wild like you don't hear that crowd go quiet it went quiet man you could have man listen like and it was, it was crazy. man our whole our whole bench got teched up oh yeah it's a wrap I remember that. It was a rap. I was so like, young, it was like, but I remember that. It was wild, and it wasn't Jay Terry's fault. Like it is bad, wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, and wrong time. And at the freight train coming down. Who threw that? Was that? I know. I think it was uh, Norris Cole. I think or Mario Chalmers. One of them. I don't know, but yeah. it was like a double lob, and it was unreal. And, yeah. And Jet <laughs> tried to take a jump charge. Oh, like. that's crazy. <laughs> you had a monkey. Yes. You had a you had a pet monkey. <laughs> you had a pet monkey when you yes. were when you were you in Orlando. Orlando. Tell us about that. I don't know too many people that got pet monkeys. And you why did you get it? You know what? It was it was an unbelievable pet. Like me and my wife are both avid animal lovers and right. we always wanted one. And Hey, I got a lot of dogs. Yeah. And we ended up getting it and it was it was epic, man. It was smarter than most of my friends at the time. Um, <laughs> you know, and so you know, it's just a, it was a challenge, but it was like it was like having a it's like having a kid. Right. Like my wife would cut holes in the preemie diapers, put diapers on it every day. Like when we leave, put him up in his room. That's crazy. This is wild. Sonny Sonny was his name, and I've told the story a million times. But we literally left to go to dinner, put Sonny up in his room. Put we had two Great Danes at the time. Put him outside. About an hour and a half into it, I get a phone call. Says your monkey is riding your dogs around the neighborhood. There's no way that. Yes. So we had like the swing handle doors on our doors, and so Sonny was smart enough to jump up, swing handle open, let the Great Danes in. Swing handle the front door open, and we walked down. I cut the corner, and Sonny was riding Rookie. Rookie was my my uh, Black Great Dane's name. Yeah, riding down. I said, "Man, I said, Sonny, get your ass in the house." <laughs> that man jumped off and whoop, ran <laughs> all the way, ran down the block. I said, "My neighbor's like, who is this dude?" How long you have him for? Uh, two and a half years. We got rid of him. He got real attached to us. And when we were when we, uh, we were about to have Mason, my oldest. Um, we just felt like it'd be a little bit to have him with a baby around with right. him being attached to us, so we got rid of him. Oh, okay. Gave him to a sanctuary. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the first people I've ever heard had a pet monkey. Yeah. I think Michael Jackson had a pet monkey. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> uh, what's the, what do you think the smartest thing or smartest and dumbest thing you ever spent money on while in the league? Or something that you, like, wish you didn't spend money on or something you, like, were kind of proud you spent money on or first big purchase? The smartest thing I ever spent money on um, I'm an entrepreneur, so business. Yeah. Uh, one of the first things I did uh, was bought all the video lottery in South Dakota. What's that? Like those video lottery machines that you play in. Oh, yeah. 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 In South, oh, I forgot yeah. South so I'm from South Dakota, so I did that. That was probably the smartest thing I did because I learned through it. Yeah. And it taught me lessons through business. Um, and it was it was one that you made money on, but you learned what you can do better. So right. I think it was one of the smartest things. And it's a boring ass answer, I know. The worst, the worst one. 
Man, you know what? I've been pretty good. My dad was tight on me, man. Yeah. So, I, like any any crazy car, would probably be the worst one because I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Nah, you, nah, you really don't. You keep yeah. it. You keep it. Yeah. You be keeping it chill. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With social media being so, like, heavy in today's game, do you think that players went out more just because there wasn't social media back in the day? Oh, uh, for sure. 100%? <laughs> for sure. Players are out, <laughs> outside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the social media can so now be— now it's a, like you can get snapped pictures. Yeah, like, oh, social media is a blessing and a curse now. Like, if you're smart, you utilize the platform to make tons and tons and tons of money. You're seeing right. it every day with these dudes. Um, but at the same time, you're, you got to keep your head on a swivel, man. Like— Back in the day, you go out and, and tell people you didn't go out. Right. That's what I'm <laughs> that saying. ain't the case no more, guys. Yeah, yeah, nah. You like, can't. God, that, that is not the case no more. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a, uh, I think it's, it's good for a lot of aspects. It's really, really tough on some other things. Right. Um, privacy is impossible. Um, but, you know, if you're smart about it and you do it the right way, you can, man, you can make a ton of money doing it, man. Were you in that Harlem Shake video with the Heat? I was. You were? Yeah. You was in the background? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm always in the grass. What you what you dress up as? Man, I don't even know what I have, man. Like some wild ass mask. I remember we that all had video. the mask and I was I was the one pushing the hamper. Ah <laughs> I remember that now. The hamper was heavy, man. I think someone was sitting in that thing was heavy as hell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was probably I was like ten. Yeah. See, you're too young, man. I was I was young when that happened. Yeah. So with the with the whole Memphis and you know getting traded from Orlando, like explain to people who don't know like how that works. I even went through it because I even, I got traded. But go ahead. I mean, it's just it, it, you know there's there's no delay, there's no stop. Right. You know you 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 look in the mirror for about five minutes, ask yourself what the hell going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, the new team sends you your flight information. Mine, I flew straight from there to New Orleans. Um. And yeah, played the next day. You know, uh, you clear, you clear your way, you clear your physicals, do that stuff. I play the next game. Like, there's no, there's no time to to worry about it. You're yeah. just back on that same grind. Now it's just a different team. How was it with like meshing with new teammates, or like, or somebody else has played this amount of minutes? Now you have to come in and play their minutes, or because I mean, you were playing a lot in Orlando, and then yeah, I mean, it's it's a the hardest thing in this league, and you've known that you know this now is is the 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 balance of fitting in and doing you. Right. And when you get to a new team, you have to respect the fact that these dudes have been grinding. Right. And that these team. coaches have been grinding for this team and that you're one piece of 15. Right. But at the same time, they traded for you to do you too. Right. And so, like, that's the, that's the balance. That's the juggling act, like finding your spot. And, 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 you know, that was one of the best blessings ever because I, I was able to play for Doc Rivers and learn a ton. But then I went there and got Hubie Brown. Mm -hmm. and 
dude, this dude yeah. here, man, he's the best. And he believed in me from the beginning and, and, and let me rock out game one. And that right there kind of set the tone that I was going to be a good fit for this team. Right. And that makes the transition so much easier. So, you know, I, I was able to go in there and, and have a pretty good game and, and learn from those guys and fit right in. Gave you a lot of confidence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's, you know how it is. That's, yeah. a, that's what you want. That's what you want. Yeah, that's what as, you as want. You want your teammates to believe in you. You want the right. coaching staff to believe in you. Once you have that, now you're there for a reason. You got talent. Yeah. Right? Now when everyone else believes in you, it just yeah. takes that talent takes to the next talent. level. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, and I think I think the biggest thing is, like, I learned through that going getting traded, but you've done the same thing. You yeah. talk about it, and, and I was with you through that process, yeah. obviously being your agent you're right. and having those conversations. So when you got to Orlando, coming from Denver, who I thought was a great spot, both of them have been good, but – I thought it was a great spot as well. So what did you? What was that transition like for you? Because obviously every story is different, every past different. Honestly, I was confused. Like, I didn't really know you could get traded as a rookie. Being <laughs> dead serious, I did not know you could get traded. But honestly, I mean, like you said, it was kind of like you got to look at your phone. Yep. For me, it was like look at my phone for five minutes, see if this is real. And then my flight information was there. <laughs> I was in a new city the next day with new teammates. And you just kind of got to fit in. There's new coaches, new training staff, got to get to know everybody. But, like, especially like you said, you know, if a team is instilling confidence in you, that just only takes your game to new levels. So, the best and then the I got traded with Gary. Yeah. Gary was one of my guys in Denver, so it made it a lot easier. Best thing about it is only hoop. It's always hoop. Yeah. No matter where you're going, you're hooping, sure. man. So, so yeah, it's cool. Mike Miller, my agent, 17-time <laughs> NBA vet, two-time NBA championship. I appreciate you coming through. Man, I appreciate you the having The Young Person here. Basketball Podcast, and hopefully we get you back for like season two or three when... The old person when, on the Young Person Podcast. Yeah, I you, appreciate you can it. do the old person basketball <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I can do an old person one. Yeah. Appreciate you having me, bro. Yes, sir.